yeah so i when did you get into him yeah you were saying um honestly i got into him like maybe grade but my grade 10 or 11 so from three or four and it's because it was like his first first song because when he was first like being so you know like you knew both Bo- don't dial in fact the first song i ever no heard was you knew like no lele yes but before no lele the first one i'd ever heard was like holla your boy and they were even like rejecting him if you look for um holla at your boy with kid you will literally die of laughter like the growth oh is actually God. insane but that's Ayo because Deji. when i was in when i was in I love when they I love when no. they call him by his name. Ayodeji. Ayodeji. When I, no back yeah, because back then I get it um in boarding school, we used to have like one TV room per grade. Yeah. So everyone would end up like the most neutral thing that everyone pretty much enjoyed was always like music videos, like but MTV, but Trace, MTV Bass. I mean, no one gave two shits about Channel O, to be honest, especially by that channel time. O, so freaking. Hey. But like it always used to play on MTV base. Um, Both. I don't know if you if you remember the transition, like for those of you who are from you know Africa and who have multi choice and DSTV and stuff. Mm. There was a specific point in like primary school, you could see the shift when multi choice was bought, like I guess by a Nigerian, because you started to see more bought by Nigerian. I think so, or like a majority stakeholder or something, because you could see the shift in DSTV when you started getting bought. Um. Africa Magic and all the Nollywood films, the MTV base and Trace were more like West African after a certain point. Actually, so you see a lot of that. I just thought it was just a like a you know a development thing. I didn't like we it was it's an African, it's a like cable in Africa, like yeah. So no, I remember my cousin was telling me because she's a lot older and she mm-hmm. used to obviously like South African, South African. apparently was bought by Nigerian, like a Nigerian person, I think. Allegedly, child, don't be suing me, okay? I'm not about to do like that kid who almost got sued by Bonang, but that's what I had heard. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, at that time, you used to see a lot of like the Nigerian music videos um on DSTV. But um, I'm not a concert babe. The thought of concerts gives me anxiety, like generally. Um, that's why I've never been to a concert. I've never been to a festival. Not a wireless. Not a love box. Not a park life. Okay, no, but that's different. Those are festivals. I guess, but you know, even with concerts, I think it's when um, um, I think it was Wesley and I said to even my friend Melissa, they were like, maybe if you went somewhere else, you got um, um, like a seated type ticket or seat. Yeah, it wouldn't feel as bad as standing up, which is true. But in my head, I think for me, certain concerts I imagine would probably be more lit if you were standing. No, but so, my my stance on standing versus sitting. So mm-hmm. I've been to two standing, uh, two seated, one standing. And um, I feel bad for sitting, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm paying a bit more than standing people to have that option that if I'm tired, I can sit down. No one's going to buck me. You know, I can do that freely. So yeah, I don't mind. I, I think standing is very brave and you have to really love that artist i think that artist and you also have to know that the fan base is calm and i don't know anyone who has a calm fan base honestly i was gonna (laughs) say i'd rather go to like a beyonce concert and stand but mm, i could see how the girls could tussle i could yeah i get that 
um i think we could tussle you could tussle anyway honest even at tussle. even at whiskey the people were tussling but you see that's now that you even mentioned that i remember even saying to my friends that i feel like i'm more likely or more suited um to go to like an r&b concert like actual pure r&b is not too like poppity poppity we're about to bust it down and you know everyone is just deep in their feelings singing at the top of their lungs like like a you fight. know like a slow like a slow but even if it's not r&b mm. like even a more like neo soul like i could do a frank ocean i could do uh a division i went to summer actually so i went how to was summer i went to summer this was after over it um i want to say i was in 2019 just 2019 isn't it i yeah, think so i think it was like just before the pandemic type situation um that was good i was standing um i forgot where it was it was it wasn't it wasn't like a huge place huh yeah the o2 brixton i think so um yeah it wasn't huge i didn't really want to be at the front also because i think i was like getting bev and stuff so it's like why why do i want to be at the front and then i'm gonna leave to go get bev and i'm gonna fight through all these people to do it again no i was fine at the back I could like, excuse uh, me. <laughs> you, let me even turn my do not disturb on um yeah i'm not one of those people but that was good i think yeah you're right you it's better you'd probably be better suited your anxiety would be a lot less um i don't know what the word is heightened let's say heightened at an honor an r&b concert because who's trying to rock an r&b concert please love and light friends like we're here literally to be in our feelings and vibes that's like that actually reminds me my friends um uh, right and I used to went to the, the Jamila Berry I guess like concert and it was quite intimate you went where and there was um Jamila Berry no okay she's like an R&B singing babe here so, um, um, from here underground it's a bit underground yeah it was a it was a little underground like it wasn't like a really big deal I didn't even know that that was even happening until I saw it on their snaps and stuff but at that concert there was a babe there who essentially would ad-lib everything and <laughs> it was visibly irritating to some of the people they're like girl we know you're having a good time but damn <laughs> like we're trying to be in our feelings and you know period like there's this one video where I see was snapping and this girl literally shouted period in the in the least appropriate time <laughs> and I was like you see this is the thing about concerts but yeah I think when you go to like an R&B type show or like concert or gig or whatever you just kind of want to be in your feelings like you said why are we tussling this is this is literally not the time i want to be feeling chesty you know this is this is probably the best time for that but yeah i mean i'm glad the girlies and the guys and the people that were enjoying this kid um i really love to see people have fun so it seemed like it it was looks as well so huh i said you guys look really nice as well <laughs> um yeah yeah it was really fun um the vibes were good i think um yeah it wasn't as lit as like quote unquote lit in terms of like the guests he brought out but at the same time um for me personally i love gigs like gigs i remember being in uni um talking like talking the hardest i feel like 30 years from now guys we're still going to be listening to talking the hardest like, like we're gonna we're gonna know it bar for, we're still gonna know it bar for bar. It's 
still going to be that track. So it was nice to hear that in person. I didn't expect to. And also at the end of the day, when I bought this ticket, I did not buy it on the premise that I'm going to see Thames, I'm going to see who, I'm going to see who. I bought yeah. the Whiskey concert that he could be there alone the whole night. So, I mean, yeah, it is a bit disappointing when you compare. I was not trying to see Chris Brown do a backflip though. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really not that deep. I do get why some people are upset and are comparing the nights because they feel like maybe they're not getting as much as much value out of it. But I don't think it's that deep. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't think it's that deep. Obviously, I'm not really like I said a concert goer, but I agree with the main line of thought that when you bought this ticket, you bought it to see Wizkid. Mm. Um, but I do think, obviously, in like Black UK Twitter or TL culture, somewhere along the line, it became like more of a rave. Like everyone was really amped to be going to Wizkid, and I think it was more so about going to the concert than rather actually people being really excited just to see Wizkid. And then, like you said, it became this whole thing where people that thought that they weren't getting, you know, value for their money or getting the same experience that others got. But like you said, at the end of the day, you know, when you were buying this ticket, it was because you want to see Wizkid and everyone loves Made in Lagos, like beginning to end. So, you know, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, I would like to think everyone would have got what they sought. You know what I mean? Like when you bought this ticket, this is what you're hoping to get in it. At the very least, you got that. So, yeah, I don't know. But you know, the girls like to tussle, so. But anyway, guys, welcome to episode five of The Whiz Kid. (laughs) (laughs) The Whiz Kid Kid Tech Podcast. (laughs) It's another episode, guys. No, we're so sick. Like, can you you just feel like, Mm. like we're doing a historical reenactment podcast <laughs> just, we just monotone but everything is super monotone the energy is just like, on like 25 it's really not anywhere crazy yo guys leo and i are ill okay if you hear a cough a sneeze we're so sorry sorry if our energy is not you know on the high that it normally is I'm just apologizing in advance because this is going to be a lot shorter than our other episodes because we say this though Please, please, please. <laughs> please. True. I mean, we tend to feel like, oh, we're going to stick to this time and it just doesn't happen because we'll be talking. But just, you know, apologies in advance for the lack of energy and keep us in your thoughts and prayers because winter is here and we're done best. <laughs> but anyway, child, <laughs> what did you want to talk about first? Like, I think everything, everything, I mean, but we always talk about insecure first, don't we? Mm-hmm. um everything uh, everything i watched this week was really interesting so i'm happy but obviously insecure first as always um how did i feel about this episode i was scared actually so what were you um did you see the tweets oh yeah we i sent you the tweets you sent me that tweet and yours that wasn't even the one you sent me wasn't even the only one i had seen like mm-hmm. i kept seeing about how it's giving nothing is boring Ugh, is that it i did see a few couple of funny tweets here or there mm-hmm. but generally i think i went into it like this is about boring. to be bad same um, same <laughs> so when i watched it i was really like oh boy oh boy like i was sitting at the edge of my seat waiting for it to flop um but i didn't i didn't feel like it was a I actually 
enjoyed it. <laughs> um, it wasn't, I still don't feel like it, you know, it's it's doing what we all expected it to do. It, I, I will be honest and say it's absolutely not doing that. But I think of all the other episodes we've gotten, I really liked this one. I felt like it was multifaceted in the sense that, you know, the focus was on different people, but it wasn't as all over the place like we had previously commented about how like they're trying to do so much in each person's life. I didn't get that from this episode. We stuck to Molly. There was a continuation of the last episode about Molly. We stuck to Isa. There was also a continuation, you know, from the last episode and stuff. So it was a calm, steady buildup. Um, even the, the whole Lawrence Condola situation, I'm happy that it didn't go down how a lot of us anticipated that they were really, really going to get into it. If anything, it was more comic relief. The scene with the fuck them kids. Um, we all know the meme. That was really funny. And all the, even throughout the episode, all the little thing that Natasha Rothwell as the director made sure to put in there like for comic relief and stuff. I felt like it was really good. Um, she was even mentioning in the wind down how obviously a lot of it, I mean, the episode was about choices and where it's something so serious, you do want to be sure about when you're putting the ha-has, where it's not like, ah, okay, so that people aren't going on this emotional roller coaster. I really like the episode. I just want to say, so far, it seems like I may have been right about Miss Molly and, you know, Mr. Tori. I can't lie. He's even looking. He's even looking sweet now. Like all of he's us. He's even looking nice. I said, mm, like, all of a sudden, there's something about you, Torian. Torian and his turtlenecks are making a lot of sense. <laughs> the turtlenecks. Honestly. And no, but I really liked it. And he, I feel like, like you said, you wanted to see Molly break down, which I thought was weird. But I think she did kind of break down a war with Torian and she kind of said you know what? and you know Torian has been her work rival for a long time the whole show literally so to now see her open up to someone who she's never really liked at work hug him you know it's like whoa so Girl. I think if that is if that is the slow burn relationship we're gonna see I don't know how they're gonna resolve it in five four episodes we have four left so six seven eight seven eight nine ten yeah so how they're gonna resolve that in the next few episodes it's gonna be interesting i would do not want to see molly married to torian but i would like to see her maybe in a relationship that would make more sense maybe we could do they could establish the relationship over the four and then she ends up married in a flash forward but i, I don't want anything too mad or maybe they're just gonna be friends you know who knows um i really liked the the stuff that was happening in isa's head i thought a lot about how we all have that you you know you're on your way somewhere or you're about to speak to someone and you're thinking what if what if they choose madness or they choose violence and i have to respond too what is my response going to be to this madness because as kelechi said move mad and i will show you that i'm mad so you're literally now thinking of the possibilities that hmm, what am i going to do if this person is mad i'm a kick i'm a kicker in the chest <laughs> well that's what dream isa was saying she'd do i think I don't know which one was funnier. The first one, the fuck, I think maybe fuck them kids. That one was quite funny. But also the second one was, <laughs> the second one was pretty funny as well. The second one. Um, I also really like it when shows like have certain characters, you know, do something that we aren't used to seeing them do. 
And in this case, I think Condola, we're used to seeing her in the really like uptight, she's really tense. These really serious scenes, apart from the one time, again, with Issa's thoughts, um, last season where she was having that vision of Condola and Lawrence having sex at um, Tiffany's baby shower. And with the scene where Condola's like, oh yeah, pop the tag. <laughs> yeah, I own my clothes. And that was literally like the only time, but then we always see Condola being so serious. So that little scene where it was obviously in Issa's head, it was so nice because even though it was in Issa's head, it was still believable as Christina Alma was acting that out. I really, really like that. Even going back to Torian, in the wind down, Natasha was, and I didn't know this, that Torian's, um, the person who, the actor who plays Torian has a really um, extensive background in comedy. I had no idea because obviously we always see him being so serious. He, I don't think he's ever smiled on that show. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I have never seen that. I never would have anticipated it. And I was just more so impressed by his character knowing that. I know she was saying even the little things that like, He's really good at improv, but even drama improv. So she was saying how much she was directing. She was kind of saying to me, you know, when you like a girl, you just don't want the conversation to stop. And he improvised that, oh, my mom owns a mug. And I remember when I was watching the show, I laughed so hard because I was like, what? Like, it's so, it's so believable. Like, we've all seen that moment where somebody like, says something that doesn't make sense and will say anything to make sure that the conversation keeps going, no matter how awkward or stupid or whatever. So I really, really like that. Um, I think going back to what I was explaining, I, I or saying about Molly, I don't think I explained it well enough. I didn't, it's not that I wanted to watch her break down and crumble. I just wanted to watch her let her guard down a little bit as obviously it's part of her growth. And I like that even in the scene where they're out on the first night at the retreat, they expressed to her that girl, we didn't like you before. Um, you are not like this at all before. And even she's even like, damn, I really used to be that bad. And they're all like, yup. <laughs> so you can see even at work, like this change for Molly has been in all aspects of her life with her mom at the beginning of the season when she was apologizing for times where she could be really intense and stuff like that and not think things through or whatever. Or think about it from a certain perspective only. With Issa, we can see her friendship has changed, how she navigates her dating life and sex life. She's really trying to make sure she doesn't make the same, you know, self-sabotage, toxic mistakes. And now at work, even her colleagues are like, she's different now. We see a different money. And I think how interesting for them to finally give money, letting her guard down and it be with the last person on the planet we ever would have thought to see Molly open up to. I mean, she hasn't even had this specific conversation with Issa, like I was saying last episode, where she's really like, you know, the way she expressed her feelings to Torian was really like refreshing because I feel like Molly's character has been so like intense and rigid that it was really a breath of fresh air. I think it completed the cycle to her growth, even her being able to jump and hug Torian and we're like, oh, um, and all of that and that little awkward tense moment I think all of it was really really lovely to watch me personally I really liked it um, I want to get your opinion though what do you think about Issa and Nathan um, I literally just because um, I just watched the episode literally um, yeah I just watched the episode <laughs> and um, one thing that's stuck out to me is the lack of chemistry they now have and so basically because I was watching episode, I watched episode five last week on the app it started me on episode five and um 
but like halfway because I think I was rewatching it. Um, and I'm like, you know, what, let me just finish episode five, just get a bit of a refresher, and then go into episode six. And even in episode five, the chemistry it was, and this is why I'm saying, like, that's why I'm saying to you guys that. I really do feel Isa is forcing this relationship. She wants this relationship to work because this is her only other option. Well, it's not her only other option. It's the only other man she's really tried with right now. And so she's just trying to make sure that this this works with this man. Because it's not giving, guys. It's really not. And I love, I love Nathan. Nathan is such a, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't have the word. I honestly don't have the word for what Nathan is, but you know he's he's such a good guy you can see he's got his head on right um he's not going to play isa he's looking you know you know looking for the same things as isa but it's just not working i'm af- i'm afraid it's just not giving um and that's why i think this is the storyline or the writer is trying to tell us that this man is not her soulmate. This it's not gonna happen. She's gonna try and try and try, and it's just not gonna make sense. It's not gonna bang. And I hope she doesn't cheat on Nathan with Lawrence. I pray that that's not how it happens because if it does, child, be history repeating itself. But also, I think Nathan and I mean Isa and Nate and Lawrence don't have a relationship like Daniel and Isa did. So I have hope in that regard. But I'm not. I'm not. Um, what's the word? I'm not very hopeful for the future for the two of them. They don't have chemistry, even just how they buckled down from that fight at the end of the episode. That's not a good like precursor at all. I mean, I'm not saying fighting means you guys are a relationship that works or your relationship that's healthy. Don't get me wrong, but fighting implies there's still something to fight for there's still something to fight about and I think she's falling into that same trap she had with um with um Lawrence Lawrence? that guy (laughs) the same trap she had with Lawrence wherein she's just not fighting she just she's done basically she's not interested she's disengaging it's not for her. She has no interest. So um, I, I, you can see that we're now in the tail end of this relationship. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, that's what I clocked. Um, Torian, yeah, the Torian stuff. Yeah, like you said, you put you couldn't. I couldn't put it better myself. The stuff with Torian. I'm glad Molly's mom seemed like she's gonna be okay. Got my fingers crossed for that lady. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Especially after last week, I said, and look who's paralyzed now. I said, dang, Leo. But I did not mean it in a bad way, y'all. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm not so excited. I'm keen to see how the rest of the season is going to be written. Because I worry there's going to be a, what's it called? A pacing issue wherein the last few episodes are quicker than the last episodes we've seen which won't be a good thing because why y'all doing that um but i'm optimistic as well we'll see what happens i totally agree i think that's also something i'm concerned about because the same thoughts you had about molly and torian 
at this point, I feel like they killed us in the first two episodes with the fast forwarding. Like those who have fast forwarded before have never fast forwarded like this. That's what I told you, child. I actually don't want to see it again. So I too would rather like if they are together, it just ends in it being like, you know, it's just a stable relationship. They're happy. At the most, Molly, I mean, Torian is mentioned to someone that he's thinking of proposing at the most. And even then that would still require some sort of um, a jump in time. And I just don't want it to be too big of a leap because that's mm. that's basically all we've got in the whole season. Just um, yeah, it's, it's and it's it's excessive. If I mean, it's already much. If it happens again, it would literally be like it's excessive. There was no need for them to do that. Um, I do agree with your thoughts on Issa and Nathan. I feel like Issa strikes me as someone, um, I don't know if you know what I mean, like you you know the type of character or person, but she's someone who's very much comfortable in what she's used to. So with Lawrence, I think in as much as it was awkward to address certain things, she was comfortable. And I think that's the same reason why it was easy for her to cheat with Daniel, someone she had history with. Then she tried the dating thing. She tried the rotation. It didn't work out. And it was, I mean, granted, she had all these feelings and unresolved feelings and stuff about Lawrence, but it was just so much easier for her to go back. But even looking at after Issa and Daniel in season one, when she then had to leave the apartment and she kept like, she was sleeping on Daniel's couch. And then there were so many different times where she would keep going back to Daniel, even if it wasn't emotional. I just think she was very much comfortable. It's something she was used to. She didn't have to work at it. And I get granted her on the show, what we saw in the stage where she tried to do the dating thing. It was terrible. Then she tried to do the rotation thing. That was terrible too. So I don't know if that's what then makes her apprehensive when it now comes to Nathan. That's like this Lawrence situation didn't wake up, work out, sorry, because of the baby. Who was then? Who was my other option? Who was the second best or the next best thing? It was Nathan. So I'm going to go to Nathan. But I feel like even with Issa and Nathan, when you look back at their progression, they were never afforded the opportunity to get to know each other enough. In, in how it looks anyway it looks like and she you know she met him this person is giving her all sorts of thrills they were having sex on a ferris wheel then he ghosted then she was denied the opportunity of reconciliation and speaking to him because of molly at the end of that one season then fast forward you know they start on a clean slate and then now she then decides that you know this she's gonna give lawrence another shot since they had that date they spoke through things cool then Issa has to break up with Lawrence she fast forwards a year or whatever now she's working with Nathan I don't feel like we, and this is the problem with when shows jump so much you have so many unanswered questions like did they actually actively go on dates were they actively talking about other things instead of the excitement and the sex and the this that they bring to each other like what about, about the two of them I think you remember last week I was saying it's just not making sense that I, I don't see that energy and it's not to necessarily say he's boring or whack as a person I just think the two of them for each other they're not on the same page I don't think Issa's inconsistency helps at all <laughs> um Lawrence has clocked it and I'm happy that I don't know if you saw the, the what's going to come in the next episode but her friends end up telling her because she's saying how Nathan told her that she's inconsistent and they're like what no um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how that's going to progress. I was actually also a little bit excited that you, Tiffany's back. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. 
at least child <laughs> it's not just going to be like okay she fell off the face of the earth and we never saw this character again yeah so i'm i'm hoping that maybe if they have this conversation and she realizes that whoa and maybe by some chance she'll connect the dots that that time nathan's reaction to her saying her mom is all over the place and now him saying she's inconsistent and her maker just realized that you know what this relationship doesn't seem like it's for me um also with the question that's going to be asked in the next episode after hearing tiffany ask that question i'm hoping it makes her feel like now nah, i need to just get out of the situation if she decides to reconcile with lauren's cool but let it be because she actually told nathan that this is not for me or i can't do this anymore i don't think we're on the same page because i think this is also the issue that i had with isa that she hadn't healed she actually even though it had been a year whether we like it or not you know healing is not linear you can't put a time frame on it some people take longer than others and i don't think she got into the situation healed that's why she always has these reactions of feelings when she sees lawrence or lawrence comes up or when you know and i think that this is why like you said that her being with nathan just doesn't it doesn't make sense she's not over him it's always going to come across as you're inconsistent your same time because i just feel like whether she likes it or not she's always going to find herself feeling unfulfilled or incomplete and even the way she navigates her relationship with nathan i don't know if it's past trauma she can't bring herself to just ask questions she can't bring herself to stop and think that maybe let me ask nathan the question rather than assuming that it's because of da, da, da. like nathan says you didn't even ask me what was wrong she was already like, and like, I saw this one tweet, like, Easter, <laughs> get some help. When she was basically trying to force him to say, I love you too. And I'm happy he asked her, babes, what is it that you want from me? One minute you don't want me. I mean, you're crying in my mouth. Next minute you tell me you don't want to be my friend. Next thing you say you want to go slow. Two seconds later you tell me you love me and you said that I didn't say it back. What is it that you want from me? And the fact that it was just, okay, well, let's drop it. Like you said, she's falling into old habits. And I just don't feel like there's been growth or healing there. That's all I was saying. It would have been really interesting for Issa's character to eventually go to therapy, even if the season ends and she's finally sat there with Molly's old therapist. And it's like, hey, girl, she say is It's crazy that everybody, including us, well, not us, y'all, <laughs> as the viewers, <laughs> and um, even, Mo- even Issa herself thought that Molly's relationship with um, Asian Bay, like, you know was the unsh- was the shaky one and obviously it was towards the end but you get now looking now into Issa and Nathan and their dynamic you get the sense you get the sense now that Molly and at least Molly and Andrew knew each other like they knew like Andrew knew that Molly's a workaholic Andrew knew Molly's faults Andrew knew Molly's strengths he knew all that Nathan does not Nathan and Issa not even just Nathan Nathan and Issa do not know any those kind of things about each other and I think it's like you said it's testament to they were fun like they were ba- like there's nothing wrong with being based off of fun don't get me wrong but they really revelled in the fun of their relationship and not in the realities of who they are in the realities of who you know what they're like in relationships and now look nathan's also looking at her kind of like mm, you know i'm sure he's probably thinking lawrence was some timey but this babe she just <laughs> like him too <laughs> And um, it's it's interesting to see how it's like you listening to you say that and how everybody was on Molly's case, but at least Molly knew her man. 
Molly knew her man and she wasn't causing no drama. Like the drama was obviously for its reasons, but Molly got a lot of flack for her relationship. But look now, the shoes on the other foot. No, honestly, Molly is getting like... This is Molly's redemption season. Redemption times. I don't know, because even in saying Molly knew her man, Molly also knew herself. Molly was not oblivious to the fact that she had faults and she was trying to work on them. Even with Andrew, she'd be like, okay, but I'm trying to work on this. Isa, Isa Pila's movie. Isa is living a movie. In her head, she's like, what? Me? You know what I like about you? You smart. (laughs) You absolutely smart. Isa just, I don't think she ever stops and thinks, what am I doing in this situation? Um, you know what, you know what, how could I have navigated this better? How could I have communicated better? What am I not seeing in my own actions? Or, you know, she doesn't see that at all. At all. And it, I think to me, it first stuck out with um the block party and how obvious obviously there was that episode where Isa kind of had the moment to herself and she took the date herself. And when she got into the sip and paint thingy, um, and she didn't seem to have come away from it with any thoughts. She just kind of looked at it like, you know, it's life, you know, Molly's like that. Nah, 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 nah. And I don't, I, I do see Molly, don't get me wrong. Molly has her faults, but Isa does not look at the other side of the coin and say, at the end of the day, this happened to me and I must have done something to contribute to it. Maybe I'm not saying anybody deserves, like everybody deserves the things that happened to them. But at the end of the day, Things don't just happen to you. You let certain people into your life. You make certain decisions that allow for certain things to happen. Like, and I think there is something smart in um seeing that and appreciating that and also going, you know what? Had I not done this, this wouldn't have happened to me. Like, if Isa was to go, had I not cheated on um Lawrence back then, you know, maybe. I mean, it's not a given, but maybe things would be different now. So, I mean, my sympathy, I'm not saying my sympathy is capped, but... Mm-mm. It's capped, child. It's fine. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. No, I feel you. I, I'm interested to see how... I mean, Issa did tweet, and I actually find it so funny. Issa Rae, like, as a person, I find really funny because she does not give Nan two shits about what anybody thinks people were going on about the episode and she just came and she was like anyway the next four episodes are my favorite to you guys next week <laughs> so i was like damn she really don't care but i'm also really excited i mean if she if, if she's dubbed these as her favorite episodes of this season i'm i'm hoping it's gonna be really good i'm like i said my i just hope we're not getting a lot of the jumps and i hope it's all cohesive and makes sense and it's still very entertaining i have no capacity or i don't think i'll be able to i won't have tolerance for a boring episode it's too late in the game these are the last four seasons we'll ever get of the show don't let me down that's it Issa Rae, if you're listening to this <laughs> i just spoke to you that's it. <laughs> um, but I think that's us for on insecure this week. I think yeah. I think we've covered we've covered our main points and we're excited for the future that that holds for us. Um sunset. My 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 biggest thing with setting sunset is it's very slow. Like looking at it, there are a lot of things I think could be condensed like into like 
less episodes. Like I'm, I think I'm on episode three, episode four, and I'm thinking this is really going into episodes. Like, um, obviously they're trying to set the scenes for the rest of the season, and they're trying to set up certain characters to be in certain places. But yeah, it could have been faster. Um, so I think we should start with our thoughts on the alleged villain of the show. I'm screaming at alleged. Listen, Um, he's facing some allegations of being the villain of this show. I don't like that. I don't know why. It just doesn't even surprise me that you like Christine. No, but it's not even on a bad vibes thing. I I genuinely, I don't like it. Like, okay, listen, I'm not sat here like, oh my gosh, she's my queen. I just, I I think Chriselle is fake. Like that one, I will never let down. I can I can actually agree with that that she doesn't she's not she's not she's not the sweet innocent oh my gosh damsel it's just that she likes to believe she can't believe this happened to me guys like yeah I mean obviously what happened with her husband is sad and I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt that what she's saying happened happened but at the end of the day I just think you can't always be a victim dog you say you're telling me never never in your life never in your years You've not done anything to anybody. <laughs> no ways. I don't. Be, I don't believe it for one. You know, that's, for me, that's not even the case. That you know how sometimes they there may be some people that are just. I hate it. Had to be you, but else upon else are mm-hmm. falling upon life. But I think for me, it's just the way she then navigates these situations. That like, I saw a tweet that was talking about how. Um, let me look for it because I don't want to paraphrase. But um, okay, I'm gonna talk while you look for your tweet, Tal. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. you have it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, oh, go ahead. No, go for oh, it. Oh, it was talking about how do you? I don't know what Pump Rules is, but someone is saying how Krishal is like Britney from Pump Rules, and then it fools most people with her smile and surface niceties, but there's a manipulative darkness under there. She's playing chess right now and trying to cover it up with her love. And I think one a point I definitely agreed with that was when they ha- wait. Have you seen them? You what episode are you on? The one where they had the dinner. The last episode I watched was when Chriselle lands her house. Is Davina in the office? No, I haven't seen Davina yet. I know she. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go ahead though. Like go ahead. I read. Okay, there's there's just this episode where I think it's Jason who then brings it to the girls that he's considering bringing Davina back because he's had this conversation with Davina and obviously everyone is mentioning their points and you can see Krishal is visibly bothered by the potential of Davina coming back fine valid cool they weren't the best of friends I too I'm not going to be dressing for someone I don't like what I think the manipulation comes into play is when it's like I mean obviously this is not my decision but like personally I just feel like there's a really negative energy around and it's fine all the girls on the couch did agree even Maya was saying I think Maya was more so saying she doesn't feel like it may always be her intention to be nasty she just feels like she's maybe a little bit more direct a little bit cut through and I guess in essence that type of person who doesn't necessarily read the room or doesn't really stop to be sensitive to okay in as much as what you're saying has some truth to it, is it the time to say this? Not really. Could I have said it in a better way? Probably that's so. And I think that's what Maya was trying to say, that she gets that vibe. But obviously, maybe the other girls, because they aren't really her biggest fan either, they were definitely like, yeah, her, neg- her energy is really like, is dead. 
But Krishan was just kind of making it seem like, oh, I don't know, I mean, it's you guys. But she'll say these little hinty things that's like, I don't want to say you're planting ideas in people's head, but you're making it very well known that no, now I don't want her back. But, but I, you're still in the between like, yeah, like she comes across like she's trying to say all these things, but she doesn't want, you know, her hands covered in any of the evidence or covered in any of the, you know, paint, you know, that she's been painting around. And that's my biggest issue with her. You can't want to say these things about people and then not back it. Like, if that's what you feel, you feel it, babes, but don't hide behind anyone. I'm not saying she, you're entitled to feel how you feel. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, own it. And she never wants to own it. And I think maybe that's why I appreciate um, Christine a lot more because Christine will never, I mean, yes, she has her, how she acts like she doesn't do these things to these people. But Christine, if she says something about you, Christine will say, I 100% said that shit. And I will catch that smoke. And I call this group of girls. Okay, maybe catching the smoke isn't her best thing, but she will, she, she, she's okay with being having her feet held to the fire. The time Christine tried to hold Chriselle accountable, her ass was crying. You remember she was crying? Yeah, I remember that. And like she made herself the victim. I don't know why she's attacking me. And it's like, no, you said something and now I want your ass to sing it. And I think a lot, like, it makes it a bit hard to watch the show because they just kind of gang up on the babe. Mary as well. Mary's like, I don't know my age. Gang up? Huh? Did you say they kind of gang up on the babe as in on Christine? I, I told you, I tweeted. Oh, sorry. You said it, the optics of five, six people on one side against one person, regardless of if the person is wrong or not, guys, the optics are not good. Tell me, tell me you don't see it. I don't think, no, no, no. I, I can acknowledge, like, we'll see what you mean by saying the optics don't look good, even if it was like a different group of, different group of girls and a different situation. I see why, you know, naturally someone would be like, oh, the optics don't look good. But in the same breath, I think there was a time I was speaking about... I think we're speaking about, you know, how weird Condola and Issa's friendship was or whatever, after the fact that she had now found out about um, Condola and Lawrence. And I remember saying to you, I don't know if it was even insecure, it was something else, but there's a conversation we once had about, imagine trying to make friends with someone and then later down the line, you find out that they're friends with someone that's your op. And you were like, ah, bold of you to assume that I would keep being friends with this person type thing. And I think for me, I just don't think it's fair because Christine, um, Christine has done things to all of these people. The only people she hasn't done something to are Amanda, Maya, Vanessa, um, yeah, Vanessa, and those three are still friends with her and Kiki King with her. So, I, for me, I think this whole they're ganging up on me and they're bullying me because obviously there was a time she was tweeting as well just before the show came and people asking her she's never in the photos and this that and the third. And I'm like, you can't do things to people. Like in any situation, it's the same as the shock that we all felt and when, Kenya, when I, Kenya was telling people, "Be my village." And it's like, at what point are these people? Getting, these people work together. Like it's, it's different. Like we work together. You can't act like I'm not in the building. I mean, obviously, I don't know what they're doing to the girl, but if you are doing something at, like real estate, you're telling me I walk into the room, you act like I'm not there. But listen, 
when they the take old... pictures, they don't invite okay. her to take pictures. But hear me out. When she was walking into the workplace, as in the office, the only two people that didn't say something were Mary and Chriselle. Mary, Mary, the who, Mary, the one who swears she doesn't have a problem with Christine. No, no, but I think with Mary, why I think everyone actually needs to, we need to be realistic. Mary was saying how many times she tried to, to text Christine and Christine was airing them. Text after text after text after text. She tried to send something with her assistant as in it's not physically her. I'm so sorry. It does not matter if you were once best friends, if you were once this, if you were once that. For me to text you 511 times, and you're airing me and each time i must be like oh i'm if there's one thing in this life i'm not it's a big i can only try so much and if someone is genuinely and it's fine if christine probably still because throughout the episodes she continues to express how she feels like it's Chriselle's fault that may switched up on her i don't think it's fair to do that because people are grown adults let mary take smoke for mary switching up on you don't say oh no but you know in the trajectory of the show and watching the show that Mary only switched up on Christine after she became close with Chriselle. Like, but Christine did. The thing is, but that's the timeline. That you know, the timeline. Even, no, the timeline isn't an issue for me. My thing is, if she just woke up and said, Chriselle's my friend, I'm done with you, it would be different. We're not gonna disregard the things Christine did to Mary in that time. Mary, the, the problem, and this is something I have with Christine Christine wants people to go to war for her. She doesn't matter if she's lying, if she's right, if she's wrong. Go to, go to. Anyway, it's because you haven't finished this season. By the time you get to the end and you see the people who are also now like, ah, the same people that were backing her, she'll shock you. She doesn't, if, and if you don't back her, whether it's her lies, whether it's this, automatically, you're not loyal. But Christine won't do the same. She won't hold herself to the same standard when it's these other people about this loyalty. It's one-sided. And that's why I'm like, this girl is not the big victim that everyone thinks she is. And I do think, um, and we will revisit this when you get to the end of the season, uh-huh. but I think it comes across very, very like narcissistic because she will, she will remove what she's done. She won't acknowledge that, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Or you know what? Maybe I could have done this. And she's bold faced lying. But then she's like, oh, but she just switched up on me because of her. And just now, I remember you were saying, oh, she doesn't mind having her feet held to the fire, babes. <laughs> Not she, Christine Quinn. She does have her feet held to the fire. She, she does. No, she has her feet held to the fire, but I don't think she actually takes accountability. I think neither does Chriselle. I think neither does Mary to some extent, because I do feel like with last season, if Mary had even somewhat acknowledged that, you know what, in that situation, maybe I should have either been neutral or back to a little bit more. I see why you'd feel like I've been your best friend and you back this new girl. I think if that was a conversation or the tone she took, Christine, I don't think she would have still been fine with it, but I think it could have been perceived differently. That's why the loyalty thing was a lot bigger. But as the season continues, you continue to see how Christine's definition of loyalty is if I say jump, you need to ask me how high. If I say I'm driving off this cliff, even if it's to my own detriment, if you're my friend, you need to ride it with me. Don't ask any questions. Don't this. When someone is saying this, don't that. That's what that's what she expects of a friend. And I don't think that's friendship. I think, you know, you don't have slaves. You don't have pets. You have people that are supposed to be your friends. And that being said, your friends should be able to tell you if you're right or wrong. It shouldn't be a case of if they don't just back you. Because they're not yes men. They're supposed to be your friends. 
and Christine gives big, 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 yes, man energy. I will say though, for this cast, Bar, Davina, um, Maya, and I guess Amanda, for people that claim or say that they don't like her, they sure do talk about her way too much. Like it when I tweeted stop. it, people acted like I was crazy. <laughs> but guys, every time they need, like at first I'm like, you know what? Because I said it. I remember I said it, and I was on episode two or whatever. And everyone, you, you are one of the people. You are ahead of me, and you're like, no, no, no. Christine does crazy stuff. But no, if you clock it. Every single time those girls get together, it's something. They, to the point where they even discussed what happened at her baby shower. You don't like me, but you're talking about what I did at my baby shower, that I had a sloth at my baby shower. You guys are fucking weird. You guys are weird, and I will not but be told. It's giving obsessed. Like, it's giving obsessed. But I think this is one thing about um, Selling Sunset. I don't think they have much of a, whether it's individually or collectively, the storylines are not solid enough for the for this show to last as long as it has, in my opinion. Because this whole season, right or wrong, good or bad, Christine carried on her back. Almost anything and everything started from, led to, linked to Christine Quinn. If she wasn't on the show this season, I just don't know what they'd be talking about or what they'd be doing. It, it, it doesn't make sense. And I just, I don't know if the producers Porsche, are telling Porsche, me. Porsha, Porsha, Porsha. <laughs> no, it is giving a lot of Porsha, 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 dude. Because I don't know if the producers have nothing. So they're like, this is it. Same thing you said about how everything is really stretched out. I feel like I don't know if they don't have the same filming slot that a lot of reality shows tend to have. I don't know if their lives are actually low-key boring and there's nothing to talk about. The episodes, the way it's still like it leads into the next episode, like this could have been done and dusted and moved. Let's 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 go. Let's be going. Wrap it up. Let's wrap this up, mamas. We got somewhere to be. Come on now. Don't be shy with it. I think someone on like Housewives Twitter tweeted it and they said they hope like next season they get a producer who's done Housewives because you need it needs to be quicker. You need I cannot be getting drama like halfway through the season. Time is money, Baba. Time is money. You need money. by episode, if anything, flashback to things to give us context. If anything, it just lets drama happen on thingy. It can't be that, you know, one episode, um, that episode, the French Montana episode, nothing happened in it. Um, like mm-hmm. you, I re- and like it's like we say, Christine, like her or not, Christine is the star of that show. Christine is carrying that show. Christine is always getting talked about for a reason, baby, because she is <laughs> Porsche, Porsche, Porsche. You, Porsche, guys, Porsche. you guys don't like her, but y'all always want to talk about her. She's somehow, she's somehow also y'all's favorite topic. It's giving deluded. Um, aside, from, aside from that, I think maybe it's just a whole LA Hollywood thing. They just do seem a bit curated, a bit fake. But I think it stands out more with Christine and Chriselle. And maybe that's why they don't get along. But just even Mary seems fake. I was talking to my friend, Mary and Roman. I feel like we're going to hear something one day. I'm shocked that they even lasted this long, Mary and Roman. I was like, ah, the wedding really happened. Ah, there's We're going to be shocked. Whenever we hear what we hear about those people, I feel like we're going to be shocked. 
But I get what you mean. It definitely gives a lot of clarity and it's for all of them. Like the, the only person who I feel like seems like is real, in my opinion, is Maya. No, Maya. Listen, all Maya man want to do is keep that lady pregnant and barefoot. Maybe. <laughs> and I love it for her though. Like, because I think she said she miscarried before. So um, yeah, I just love, you know, that, you know, she's just popping out babies and she seems happy. Yeah. Although I don't know if it's because she's pregnant. She does seem a bit less in the season. And I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, she, she, she's not around um, as often. But I also do think with Maya, the thing that like, is also a weird one. This is why I feel like she's probably the least curated in the sense that I think when there are scenes, when it seems like they've probably told her to try, I think it shows. I do find that a lot of the time we get Maya in one scene, she's like, oh, Christine, mm, yeah. And then another time she's with Christine and she has a different energy. And I get that you obviously wanna be peaceful or you're just like, listen, I'm not here for all of this. I want to go back and forth between here and the East Coast or wherever, whatever coast, and be with my husband and my kids. And I get it. But sometimes it just ends up giving a lot of fake because you can't have strong opinions on either side. And especially to the extent at which she does, in my opinion, on one minute, it's like, yeah, Christina is just so horrible sometimes. Like, it's just this, it's just that. Yeah. And then you have Christina, you're like, yeah, but I mean, I don't get it. Da, da, da. It's just like, which one is it? You don't have What's to pick a side. Dramas? Like, which, exactly, who, who do you actually feel like is speaking sense? And I wonder if the ladies ever watch back the show and are shocked, because I feel like I would be shocked if I were Christine or on this other side when you're hearing, you know, Maya say these things like, ah, so the whole time you were there saying this about me to this person, then you switch and you're saying this. It's very confusing. Um, but I think in the scenes, it comes across as she's acting because in my head I just I just don't feel like that's really her as a person do you know what I mean sometimes you can see her like in the office everyone is saying this and she's like oh yeah I get it you know sometimes it's like she just feels like okay wrap this up wrap this up next <laughs> next um yeah. I don't can you oh can you tell Jason and Brett apart? I actually can, you know. I think so. I was watching them one time. One of them is taller than the other. I don't know who it is, but they're not. If you look at them, they're but not. Brett, Brett is a little bit taller, but even in the face, like. But one of the girls said this that is they're easier to tell apart when they stood next to each other. When it's like one person and one person is seen sometimes it can trip you out a little bit um but the one who's more quiet and generally talks less is Brett. <laughs> Brett is also a little bit taller jason jason is a blabber mouth and i see how no. he, <laughs> how he ended up with michelle <laughs> wait um, you, also, finished, you finished the show right yes so do they date the season no, they show the flash and they, they got another season. They show the flash forward for the next season, and that's when you see um Krishal and Jason lip sync at the end. And everyone's like, eh? So wait, okay, you can tell them apart. Who think who helped her get the house? Is it Brett or Jason? It's Jason. It might be Brett. You see? But I think it's Jason. I think it's Jason that she's she's lip sync because there's an episode. Oh, I don't think there yet. There's an episode where um, Krishal's helping someone get a house, like a celebrity client comes in, 
um and Krishal's talking, talking, and she's laughing at this person. This person's talking about how they like Krishal's bubbly personality, this and the third. And you kind of see Jason just a little bit like, <laughs> and he even interrupts the scene. Like the guy came to the office, they sat on that couch, they're talking about whatever he specs or what he wants out of the house. And you see Jason basically announce to the girls that he just closed on a day. It's literally just like read the room. Um, yeah, that's what I think is Jason. Yeah, they're just this is the one who helped to get the house. They're just too short for me. Sorry. <laughs> like don't kill me. <laughs> like all of the women are taller than them. All no, and them. it's towering. The scenes where he was with Christine at the very beginning, she was towering over that man. Like heels or not, it's just like golly. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see if that is something that does come across um genuine. Um, yeah. It would be quite interesting with Jason as well because I think Jason and Mary are the ones who have history. So and if it Mary, is Jason, Mary is Krishal's alleged best friend. You know what I'm saying? So it would be quite interesting they, that these ladies piss me off. They piss me off a lot more than they should. Like I cross <laughs> and I watch my blood pressure was through the roof. It does a few things, and I'm like, I actually don't have time for you. I feel that way about Davina. Like. I actually like you know when you look at your laptop and say, I actually don't have your time. You I, I have, time. have your no, time. No, no, no. no, I get it. I think they generally aren't likable. And I don't know if it's the whole like LA girl and they kind I of be a certain way. It's not likable at all. It's it's I won't say it's done on purpose, but I will say um it is that thing that they seem all seem a bit fake or all seem a bit curated. Like literally. I watch them smile and their faces don't move. And I'm like, babes, you aren't even 40. Like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really seen my stance on filler and plastic surgery, but I want my face to move for a few more years. Like I'm a bit, I'm too animated for my face not to move. And I, and like, you'll see Chriselle, Chriselle will smile and not, like there'll be no creases in her face. Have you clocked it? Hey, I don't like Krishal, as you can tell. But have you talked about Chris? Even me. No, I know what you mean. And Mary it ends up being awkward. Mary got a top up before this season. She got a top up before the season. I didn't. She, I didn't go back. She looks better season. than she did last season. I can tell you that much. You were saying sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> I was just saying I hadn't gone back to see what she looked like last season. I didn't recap this time around because I felt like I still had a good memory because I watched it maybe in like. I rewatched it again in maybe July or something. Um, no, I was gonna say yeah. Sometimes they end up looking awkward when they smile, especially Krishal. Sometimes when she smiles, it does look a bit like girl. Blink twice if you under duress, because <laughs> they like you said, there's barely any like expression or anything. Um, one person I really f- feel like doesn't fit into this cast is Amanda, and I don't know if that's a you good or a bad thing. thing. What do you think? I don't know. And it's not even like a, oh, money-wise, she's in a different situation from the girls. There's just something. And I don't know. Um, even her being friends with Christine, it, it rubs me the wrong way. Like, it's just very off for me. I feel like if it was a case where she, you know, started at this office at the same time as all these women, right? Um, obviously she was friends with Jason and Mary from before so that's fine but I feel like 
she quite literally met Christine through Mary. And last season, was so many times she was trying to defend Mary and it was this and it was that. And now that she has this whole, well, she hasn't really done anything to me. So considering that Mary's supposed to be her best friend, like how can you introduce Gato to someone and then you and this person fall out? Then Gato's like, well, so this person didn't really do anything to me. So yeah, it would be different if Gato knows this person from before. You both knew this person at the same time. And maybe she's like, I'm not going to lie. I really don't want to pick sides when I'm with either of you. I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm Switzerland. That's a whole completely different thing. But I just think to, for her to pursue this friendship with Christine, knowing that, knowing the situation between Christine and Mary, especially when we keep seeing these like intimate moments. And obviously this is a show. So it's not to say that she hasn't had these intimate moments with Mary, but like it was it was off for me anyway. I just don't think that's the situation that I feel like is respectable. I feel like when you are best friends with someone, you generally care about how they feel. And the, the one thing I will say about Mary is, first of all, I just wish she wasn't so rattled by Christine. Like this lady is visibly like in pain, rattled, and it kind of makes her act like, what, what? I mean, I'm not the one who had a problem. She this, and then next thing she's crying. Clearly there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of pain there, but, um. Going back to Amanda, if you can see that this is how your supposed best friend is, the fact that you just continue to be friends with this person or because you feel like they haven't done anything to you is a bit off. And in one of the scenes when she's at lunch with um, Mary and Chriselle, she's even saying, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I am that type of person who I'll wait until something finally happens to me and be like, oh shit, this is what they meant. And I'm like, that's not something you want to be proud of at your age. I don't think, I'm not saying you hear one bad thing about someone, you're like, okay, cool, bye. But in my head, I would expect you to proceed with caution rather than just, oh, could never really be me. I mean, she didn't do anything to me. So, well, especially when- But that's why I say it's fake. That's the fake thing about the show that I don't really know if I believe that these people are friends the way they say they're friends because- I, listen, I don't expect any beef I mean for my friends to be in that beef, but I don't expect you to go and befriend that person. That's exactly. where I will say That's when it's weird. It's weird. And Mary being okay with it. Um, Amanda thinking it's normal. Christine. Christine is a mm, Christine is not a normal person. Christine is okay with it as well. Some something is just not right. I don't know. I think maybe we're four seasons in, we're analyzing these relationships a lot more we're clocking things that we didn't clock before maybe maybe we are just too good of the <laughs> too good of a viewer or maybe we watch too much real housewives who knows i i i think that plays a big part like you said um you know some of the people who are tweeting like you know they wish there was like a bravo producer or something to spice things up and i do think when you watch like a wide variety of reality tv shows it's a lot easier to pick up the things that are a little bit off <laughs> in something like you said now we're four seasons in, it's four seasons in, in and we're deeping things and i remember last season i wasn't deeping things this much like there were times i'm like okay you're annoying but it wasn't like this <laughs> this season was just like mm -mm. that's why earlier i was saying i just don't feel like the entertainment value is there um for it to keep having like season after season after season and i do think the trick that the producers of this show have used is spacing everything out so much that if they get this like eight or ten episode deal with netflix per season 
they'll keep spacing things out so that there is a next season because we already now have seen the flash forward for the following season and i'm like take christine out of this equation you're going to need a lot more to keep all of us entertained and watching so what is that you're going to bring to the equation because we can't keep having christine wars until until you know what i mean granted she does do nasty things but it's like at some point you have to disengage with somebody that you claim to not like so much yeah. um like you yeah. said it's obviously difficult if they work together but i do think there is um pardon me a fine line between civility which is one thing i will say about Chriselle that in some of the scenes it would constantly be heather and mary bringing up so what did you guys think about da, da, da. and Chriselle's like i mean i'm not her friend i wouldn't i wasn't expecting invite anyway these girls are claiming not to like her you're upset with this especially heather but then when you're invited problem then the time she doesn't buy, she's like, well, she didn't buy tarot. It's like, you're now finding something like- To be angry. What is it? You know what I mean? Like, do you want to be her friend? Do you not? Do you want to be invited? Do you not? Like, Stick mm. aside and stick to it. You know what I mean? And that's what's really weird that you can be civil in the office, which is one thing I, I can admit that with Kishal. It's fine not to like this girl, but when she walks in, you can at the very least say hello. Especially because in my head, where it ended, I think Chris, Christine was trying to extend the olive branch and it's fine to say I don't want to be your friend, but she then don't have to outright ignore someone, especially when you work together. That is a bit like, okay, now what? Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, yeah I think when you, when you, when you, this when you finish the season, and play. Huh? Child, what did you say? It's clearly stuff at play in the background that doesn't make sense and hopefully they give it a bit more thought and you know they they give us you know yeah they they, they just need a different producer I, in my opinion or somebody else in the room whether it's doing the director's cut or the like the edit like just someone to be like mm, this is not giving what you guys think it's, it's even the whole thing of bringing emma it's just like this this spin <laughs> entertaining funny. as it may be it just feels all too calculated we had this conversation um before when we're like the fact that there's not a single black realtor or estate agent on the show and that's fine let's just say maybe it's the area was there not a different any other estate agent why did it have to be somebody who used to be in the group and but you know that the drama that they have with christine and then it's a, like you know what I mean? Even the fact that this girl was never mentioned before in terms of Christine feeling a way towards Mary, now all of a sudden it's a thing. It's like, where is this all coming from? It's not even believable at this point. Yeah, they've got stuff to fix. And I think this was a weak season. Uh, maybe it was pandemic stuff, I don't know. But it just wasn't giving. Um, but moving on... Um, to the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. So that concluded this week with a segment hosted by Miss Nikki Mino, oh, Mrs. Nti Hui, yes, Miss Nikki Minaj. How did you yeah. find her hosting? Some people did not care for it. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was quite cute. I think it was just like if any of us. Um, were to be asked to host the show that we'd kind of you know be be what's the word would be biased like i don't think we'd be totally unbiased it's, it's it's unfair to say 
that someone would be unbiased hosting it but you know what did you think um i was split well i in the beginning i was like mm, um i didn't really care for it not let me okay saying i didn't care for it is a bit extreme i think in as much as andy had said you know she's allowed to be biased and she's allowed to pick sides yeah i just thought like in some cases it was coming a little like bullying is a strong word but it's like okay we can we can really get him bullied we're not about to do this <laughs> but who got bullied um i felt like she was on candace and i think she she is clear to see to me anyway it's clear to see that between giselle and candace she wasn't feeling them as much giselle actually held her own in terms of the questions from nikki anyway but I don't, I, I do feel like with some of the questions was kind of was like, oh my, like, <laughs> dang, um, not so much bullying. Bullying is a strong word, but I just felt like you could see that she had a lot of women energy for Candace. Candace obviously is annoying that she doesn't have a nature of like interrupting a lot anyway, but I don't feel like she was the only one interrupting anyone else. The fact that, yeah. And the fact that she kept getting like, okay, now candy girl um even Giselle I felt like Giselle there were points where she was showing out for Nikki like now that Nikki's out you're like can you let her finish you didn't have the same energy for anybody else I'm like not even your bestie Robin was interrupting you didn't have the same vim and I get that's your bestie I get that's your friend but like wait easy, easy. um especially because as far as I understood Giselle and Candace aren't even the ones with an issue so the fact that in this now final part now that Nikki's here all of a sudden you have all this vim is a bit odd but yeah, all but in all, it wasn't meant to be that um, we're going to discuss everything. We're going to discuss just the season, isn't it? This was meant to be a, you know, a, a recap, not a recap, but Nikki's segment where she asked questions relevant to even like season one of the show. I guess, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I hear it. I just felt like even the small commentary that Candace was making with following the questions or following the commentary would usually come after someone's answer or something or even when Nicki Minaj asked a question and she might say something and I just felt like there was all this energy for Candace interrupting but it wasn't the same for anybody else's little side commentary and her interruptions weren't even like blatant like now hold on hold on like wait wait wait, wait. it was I, I just didn't think it was that serious for the reaction that it was getting um I, but think, I do we- think I do think um Candace to some extent was talking over certain people and also um what's the word latching onto questions maybe that weren't relevant to her or that weren't you know that really did not need her to have a say in not justifying it but I kind of see what I think maybe she's she's just loud because the other girls would also murmur things under their breath but maybe because Candace is just like you're you're loud to the point where it's you know Candace was not murmuring come on now no, that's what I'm saying. Because the other girls were murmuring, maybe it's the fact that she was outright saying it out loud and shifting the focus and attention that it probably was getting under Nikki's skin. Um, I still felt like Giselle could have relaxed a little bit more, but anyway, it's fine. In terms of Nikki's questioning, some of the questions she asked, I thought like relevant, great questions. They're things that have been on all of our minds. Then there were some of them that I just felt like with the small time that you have, I don't know if I would have wanted to see you get into this. I do feel like she spent a lot of time on Giselle. Um, Even the whole, and as much as I have even been here on this pod, I've had conversations with you about how the whole 
Juan and Michael Darby dynamic and how their wives react to it is very odd. I do feel like that lasted a lot longer than it needed to. And I was actually watching Funky Dineva's um, video today. And he was also saying that, you know, he felt like Nikki kind of didn't need to dwell on that part as much as it did, especially the whole questions about does does one have other gay friends? I mean, what does he have gay friends? Let me not apply. That whole situation and that scene, I, 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 I can understand what she was saying, but I just feel like you literally have the shortest like have the 30 minutes more I think she tweeted. You don't have that much time. Robin has said what she said. There's there's no point that Ashley and Robin are gonna turn around and say, I you got them, you right. Like what do you what do you want these women to say? These are their husbands or their fiancés. They they can only say so much. So for the fact that it kind of went on a little bit longer, I was just a little bit like, mm. I do feel though that what I appreciate about it and I thought about this a lot more after watching Funky Danny was video which was this is probably the direction that a lot more um reunions will need to take in the sense that he was basically mentioning and this is what I agree with Andy it's weird because last week my opinion was like okay Andy's supposed to be neutral relax and I get it but what Frankie was saying was when the host is this neutral person, there's really ever the opportunity for it to be like, I thought that this was wrong, this was right, cut the crap, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. And Nikki, she was able to do that, be like, now you know you didn't need to do that. You should have been at home breastfeeding your kids. You didn't need to get up and go and start drama and this and that. Oh, when I just tell you this, 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 or you, Robin, you just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was easy to just be like, this is it, okay, now. But Wendy, we saw the number count drop after the articles came out. You know, or even the way she posed the question about Wendy doing her body. You know, the topic is quite like, sometimes I do feel like the question is just, it's a little bit belittling for me. I feel like when I was watching it and I kind of took the notes, for me, I found that it was just slightly unbecoming in the sense that it seems like the general theme, or not theme, the, the topic around Wendy doing her body is not coming as much from concern it seems like it's coming more to shame her for doing something that does happen to or that a lot of women do end up doing as a result of maybe rightfully so let's say this was the case that eddie was following these people people end up with insecurity someone and then they go and do their bodies but i felt like the the focus was more to so much shame wendy for doing this and it's like why is the shame being put on wendy I feel like sometimes that's where the misogyny really reigns supreme because no one is saying your husband was following these people. Karen was the only one who was like, I actually have something to say about that. And you can see she was more so like, we know Karen. She was probably going to say, that man has no business doing that. That's your husband. He shouldn't do that. Everyone else is more so like, yeah. And I don't know if it's a case of like Ashley said, you know, you're not above people talking about you because it all happens. So I don't know if everyone is waiting for the chance to finally come for Zen Wen or Dr. Wendy to finally get her situation that's like, aha, so you aren't this perfect person in this perfect marriage or whatever the case may be. I just felt like a lot of shame was being put as much in as much as Nikki asked the question in a better way and probably asked the question that maybe a lot of us as super fans, as it was put, may have been thinking. I just didn't think it needed to have that much focus, but I do think her delivery in the question was not harmful. It wasn't in a way that was 
very blatantly disrespectful in the same way that, you know, Giselle and Robin or Ashley may have posed the question or asked. Um, but generally, I do think it's going to be very necessary if every now and again they have a super fan. Frankie Daniva said he was speaking to one of the producers, I think. And he was like, I'm not going to lie. I gave myself a bit of a shameless plug um, and was talking about how, obviously, with the experience that he has in reality TV, the potential for him to come through, maybe host a segment and not maybe the entire reunion for a different show. Um, and I think stuff like that makes sense. People who've been watching it for a long time, people have been watching these shows from the beginning of the from their first seasons, like Nikki has been in Potomac, it makes sense. Cause like you said, people have questions from the beginning till now. There are questions that as fans never get answered because Andy's gonna try and be Switzerland and you know make sure that he's not very obviously picking a side. So for that purpose, um, I enjoyed it. I also like the fact that as much as we were all anticipating like when she's finally gonna pop up, the fact that her presence wasn't dragged. She came, she did what she needed to and she was out of there. True, 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 true. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people were hard on, I feel like a lot of people were hard on Nikki about her segment. They were like, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't very well done. And I think they're forgetting. I think they're caught up in the fame of Nicki Minaj and not in the fact that it's like, if they asked any of us who watched the show, who have watched it from season one, they're like, oh, hey, you said you're a fan of the show. Do you want to come ask them a few questions? And no matter what, you are going to have a basis on which you judge these ladies and you think that so-and-so was wrong at this point. And I will come, if I hosted it, I would come with my biases. You will come with your biases because we watch this. And the thing about reality TV is, like it said, reality, you're going to try to think of yourself in this situation and how you would do things differently or what you think someone did wrong in the situation. So you do, that's how you end up with, forming the opinions you form, liking the people you like, the people disliking the people you don't. But yeah, um, all in all, it was a fitting end. I don't think this needed to be a four-part reunion. Nothing this season happened to warrant a four-part reunion. I think maybe we could have rather done with um, three, maybe, if it was two Andy and then the last one, Nikki. That would have made more sense. Um, I think last season could have done with a four-part reunion because clearly Monique had a lot to say. Um, yeah, but I think coming out of this season, I'd like a few fresher dynamics. I think I'd like Candace and Ashley to stop fighting. I'm over it. I don't mind Giselle and Wendy going at it. Um, as long as they find something new to fight about. Um if they're still going to be angry at each other about the rumors, boring. Um, I'd like Karen's t- Karen to get into a beef with someone. Um, and I know that's weird for the grand dame, but I think she just needs to kind of show why she's A, the grand dame, and B, why she's relevant. She kind of faded into the background and it explained the chair she got. Um, but yeah, maybe Candace. Honestly, someone said it. They said Karen versus Candace and Ashley would be very interesting. Because, you know, when Ashley and um, Karen go and they go to, they, oh yeah, maybe they don't go to hell, but they, they go, they go, low. they go hell adjacent. It's hell, it's hell-ish. Hell-ish. So that will be um, interesting to see um, for me. What did you, what, what would you like to see going into the next season? 
there's this one account that we followed that literally basically summed up my dream cast for next season. I want Karen, but I agree. I need Karen to step it up. I don't even think her getting into a beef is odd for Karen. Think of Karen season one to three. Like she was still the grand dom. Obviously, I do. You mean she had smoke for everybody? Baby. Like, yo, she was dishing it out. And I think I do worry about obviously her new role as this ambassador for Surrey County because to a certain extent for certain things, I feel like, or for certain side hustles or jobs or career moves, you still require people to take you seriously. And I think being heavily involved in drama and this side of that, it may not look the best for someone who's like an ambassador of like a county. So I really do wonder how she'll navigate that moving forward, but I definitely want to see her step it up a little bit. I think someone was tweeting, I don't know if it was you or somebody else, I saw a tweet that did make reference to the fact that she's kind of become really comfortable in this like auntie-esque sort of brand that she's now developed. And granted, she's the oldest on the cast, but still, I mean, Giselle is literally about four years younger than her apparently. So there is no need for, for her to now be Magriza-ish or like granny-ish to the point where it's like you're giving us nothing we love her for her wise words but that just can't be her brand in its entirety on this cost for her to be as effective like you said now that i understand the whole seating arrangement and charge situation it makes sense why she had the seat that she had i agree with that um i definitely want to see candace and ashley back i agree with you we're, we're done with candace and ashley fighting i mean we heard candace saying she would join into the the three-way that would happen between Giselle, Robin, and Ashley if they're being paid for it. And um, we saw the two of them at, you know, Fashion Week and stuff, and then the selfie that they took at the reunion after. And all of us on Twitter, we're talking about, imagine their power together, like, for them as a duo, rather than them just being back and forth with each other about these little things. I think it will add a different dynamic. I think even in terms of Chris and Michael, they may not ever be friends, but that also added, like, it's just not going to be the same tired thing that everyone's going back and forth about from Juan and Robin's engagements to everything that's been said or done after that. It's tired, it's boring. Um, I would like to see, hopefully, Candace grow as a person. I hope the possibility of therapy is explored. Her fixing things with Mama Dot as well, because we also that she has clearly has an issue with confronting her mom. And this is something I've been saying to you for the longest time. I really do think she has a lot of, like, maybe childhood trauma or issues with her mom and everyone to the point where even Nikki was like, she will hear it from you if you actually are willing to tell it. We said boundaries, but it seems like she's something she's afraid to do or not able to do. And I do think we've already seen this much. And as much as we don't like to see things get nasty, it would be nice to see the progression and growth following the situation. And hopefully it doesn't get too nasty to the point where this bad family situation or really sad situation goes left and we're watching it in real time on tv maybe not real time but we're watching play it on tv giselle you guys know how i feel about giselle i think if she doesn't stop being so gaslighty i wouldn't mind her back but i want giselle back if robin loses her flute and comes as a friend of the housewife i would much rather that um than have her be a housewife at this point her storyline is not giving her and one is boring. Even Nikki's analysis, I personally didn't even see that. <laughs> but apparently it was it was visible. Funky Daniva said that um, he had mentioned it as well. 
So I think I just don't care enough for Robin for me to have even noticed. So I didn't, but I still think she's just better suited to be a friend of the housewife. We spoke about how Juan hasn't even been coming to most of the reunions. Whether it's a thing about his, it's generally his job. Even the scenes that he's appearing in his show, he literally looks like he's going to work. Like he doesn't seem like he really cares to be on the show anymore. That being said, it just makes more sense for Robin to be a friend of a housewife than actual housewife. Um, I do not want to see Mia. Sorry. I can't have it. I'm not here this, for it. I knew I, this would be a point of contention between us. No, uh, I even I, before I get to me, I'll explain why. I want Wendy back. I need Wendy to Chill. calm down. Thank you. Relax. <laughs> have a cup of tea. I don't want her to come into the season with the same energy she had throughout this reunion. I'm I'm hoping she's seen everyone's tweets and everyone's response and reaction to her from the reunion. None of that pull up in a like pull up in a street. Nope. I don't want her to keep doing stuff to have a moment. I get Candace was trying to defend her friend, but the whole thing about oh Ramona looked at it. the fact that if you ever find yourself comparing your actress to Ramona's and they're the same, you have you have failed. You have lost. You have lost, I'm afraid. And I, I don't think she actually realized that she made her friend actually look even more nuts than defended her. Ramona is not a normal person. <laughs> Ramona is not someone you want to be comparing yourself or your friends to and saying, well, Ramona did it. So I get maybe she wanted to say that maybe she felt like people went to, because I did see a tweet that said, never in the history of Housewives have I seen this. Ramona's done it fine. But at the, at the end of the day, we now that we even know people who didn't know, now that we know Ramona did it, it's not good. We didn't like it for her. We don't like it for Wendy. So stop that. Um, I need her to relax. I need her to... It's interesting. This is going to sound really bad vibes. I definitely want her to go back and forth with Giselle, but like you said about something else. I think that's a good match. It's new. It's not Giselle and Karen that's tired from like season one and two. Um, I feel like they're also a better match because Karen sometimes, she has the smoke, but she has a limit. She gets to the point where she's like, this is now degrading. I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. Wendy is not going to stop. Giselle is also not going to stop. So Giselle only stops when she feels like she's losing and the person has evidence. And now she's like, this is like uh, beneath me type thing. That's yeah. when she fell. Now she's done with it. But still, it'll be entertaining enough for TV. I want Scala to come back as a friend. I want to see more of her potential. I want her to have more of a, a back and forth, not just with Mia, because that I feel like I'll get tired of that quickly because it doesn't give as much. Maybe like you said, one of the OGs and Ascala going back and forth with each other or going at it. Like, each a, other. like a Giselle or someone. Like a Giselle. And it'd be weird because Robin's supposedly friends with both of them. So how does right. that navigate the situation? You know, going back to Ms. Mia, I do not want to see that lady again. Um, I felt like even when Nikki was asking Candice to sing, I agree, you're a singer, sing. And Funky Daddy yes. was, you singer. know, Thing. you know what i mean like the the funky was saying how you know back in the day the 90s babes even all those videos you always see of destiny's child we're like hey do you want to drop something we are like oh ha, ha, okay okay one two three Ooh. like oh. <laughs> and they're singing you know they're belting whatever song um i think it's clear that candace is maybe insecure and maybe it's because of the commentary that's been given to her and i don't I can't say I blame her. I feel like even with throughout the season when she was in the situation she was in with Mia, everyone kept mentioning throughout the tweets her floppy 
songs or her album or her this or her that and it's come up it's been said so I don't blame her for maybe generally feeling unsure of herself or maybe a little bit insecure even when the question about album sales came up you can tell it wasn't a nice or easy moment for her to just come out and say but um she sang really really well but then in that scene you kept seeing Mia being like sing sing you're a singer you're an entertainer sing and it's like you're not even doing this like how oh, babe sing you know you know you're doing it to antagonize her and this is why i'm like but she, something about her is just not giving what i will say about that is yes i see you guys's point with mia but with nikki i do not believe nikki was asking it to be rude like people were offended that oh, nikki I don't, I don't, yeah, I didn't as see someone it. involved in music herself she literally said, I have a label. What would be the selling point? Why wouldn't you want to sing for Nicki Minaj when she said sing for me? At the potential of her signing you. There are, there are lower people I would sing for. If I could <laughs> sing, there are lower people I would... Listen, if... I, Nicki Minaj, bro. If I knew someone who cleaned the studio that Nicki thing is in, you think I'm not going to sing for them? I'm like, I want to sing for you so that maybe you can tell her that you're... That you I'm know someone who can sing. And they can sing. And I, I didn't get why people were mad at that. I do feel... What I will say is... When she asked twice and Candace said no, it would have just made sense to drop it. I still would have been like, I don't get like what Candace's issues with singing, but whatever. I don't feel it kept having to be a sing, sing, sing. I also didn't understand why Chris was upset. But nonetheless, my main point was Mia was antagonizing the hell out of that girl. And then when she saw that ultimately Candace sang amazing, because I a part of me was just feeling like Mia probably thought that Candace was gonna suck live. Sure. and when she didn't get that moment then she had to be like okay now i'm gonna buy because she saw nikki and everyone being like wow that was good now you can't be the one hater on the couch even if you wanted to be so bad but i didn't like any of that i felt like even throughout the other three parts of the reunion the little things to try and say candace and wendy it's like if you're gonna be tough be tough and be about it don't kind of like bah, bah, bah. ah oh no they're so mean no, back, back yourself, be about it. And even in Mia's case with Candace, her being about it would not have been questioned because that lady had a lot to say. So no one was ever going to say anything. I just feel like she does a lot of the throwing a stone and then it's like, ah, she's, it's the fact that even in, in the, William, or at the, no, it wasn't Williamsburg. What was Wendy's trip? Williamsburg. Oh, it's really his work, yeah. She was so mean. She didn't mean it. And this is another thing how we were saying, I think in the episode three or something, how she's coming across as though she's curated how she wants to be perceived. And so it's easy for her to kind of give this perception of that she's this way, she's that way. You know what I mean? We haven't actually seen the real Mia because what she's giving us seems like you want to give a certain version of yourself and something that, I've seen a lot on Bravo Twitter because sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm bugging. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people on Bravo Twitter say, even Frankie was saying how she seems to be very ashamed of her past. And so she will now do anything in her power to try and control the narrative. But then unfortunately, the way she's executing it is not really working in her favor. It's not working to her advantage um, because of all the other extra things. Like I said, whatever you're going to have to say, back it. I was talking about how Giselle is a flip flopper. But if Giselle sat on that reunion couch and decides to tell you, well, to me, it didn't seem that that's what Jamal meant. She's going to say, she knows it sounds crazy. She knows it's lie, but she's going to lie till the wheels fall off. Mia, I just think it's not- You can respect that. 
No, I can respect it because she said, I said what I said. It may, have been, it may have been crazy, but what I said it. But I said it and I'm not about to say anything else. That's it. Um, and so that's what I would have preferred to see from Mia. I think for me, the, the final nail in the coffin is just the fact that she just continues to look down on this cast. Um, I think you were saying it last time, was it me? somewhere anyway the fact that when she is in a situation and they point out or they call her out on something it's okay i won't pay these ladies any mind you're right it's not you know what i hear it that wasn't cute my bad girl or you know this is where i was coming from and i just felt this way instead it's like she wants to continue to put out there that she's gonna pay these housewives dust and i just think that's not really a good energy or attitude to have with people that you're supposed to be on a cast with I don't see how you're going to be able to last on the show. Are you okay? Oh, sorry. My thing actually just stopped because someone is... Sorry, guys. <laughs> what happened? Someone is trying to call me. And eventually yeah. the computer just went whoop, gone. Come through, pop. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me go back. But um, yeah, I just don't think it's a good attitude to have with your classmates, um, especially the tweets, the things she said. Moving forward, I really struggle to see how people are going to be able to become genuine friends with her. Um, even Karen and, and Mia, who were supposedly friends, I'm not getting the same energy that they had in the beginning when it was like, this is my friend Mia, or I know her from around. Now it was kind of like, okay, Mia girl, um, rather than her, she being Karen's friend. Um, and I even think, even in saying that, Karen started off as Mia's friend, but the way G was acting towards Karen, was kind of like she's a new person and she's a stranger. So I don't know how that dynamic's supposed to work. But for me personally, I just think the moment someone starts looking down on their castmates, and it's different if it's just that I'm better than you or you're ghetto, you're this or you're that. But um, there's a whole bunch of that. And there's the whole, uh, the whole money thing. How are you supposed to fit in with these people that are supposed to be these broke bitches that you just simply cannot relate to? Who wants to be a friend then? So for that reason, if she must, she can return as Karen's friend of the, I mean, Karen's friend, but the friendship isn't even giving that for her to have that relevance, so. And Karen really, I can't, like, Karen doesn't care about her like that. She don't give a rat's ass. From, you see how we were talking about, we may not expect your friends to inherit your beef, but even in the beginning, the way she was just so, me as her own person, girl, um, I don't, she was so unbothered. I was like, this girl's not really Karen's friend, and it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, how do you rank this season as compared to other seasons? Not the best. Yeah. I think not season the worst. five. Yeah, it's not the worst, but I still think for me, season five, four and five for me were really good. I, I don't think feel four, four is still the best. Four, yeah, five. Four. Me, four, five. But three, I enjoyed three as well. I would say four, five, six, three. You know, like three, the one, three is the one where um, Sherman's ex-wife, um, Monique starts bringing around Sherman's ex-wife. Okay. <laughs> That's actually such a funny one. That's true. Like, four, maybe it's four, five, three, three. six, two, one. Yeah. Someone actually did that. Did, 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 did that. Um, Order. ranking on like our account our, 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 like one of the accounts we follow on twitter 
did that ranking. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't their best season, but I feel like Potomac is so good that like even their best season, you still like you will still enjoy. It. They'll make sure you yeah, even a, yeah, a season that you feel like mm, it wasn't giving you enjoyed so so much more than a lot of the other franchises. That's for sure. I think that's everything for Potomac this season. I was about to say this week, but it's actually this season. Can you imagine? We wrapped up, child. It's done. We've come to the end of, uh, you know, big, what's been a big <laughs> season for us. Um, but yeah, so let's quickly segue on to the newest entry this week, Portia's Family Matters. And this, this episode is going to be long. And that's okay. No, but remember when you went to make your team Luba. Okay. It's not going to be short. <laughs> I can tell you that much, but it's not going to be. It's probably going to be 145. Yeah. I wonder, if you hear, I wonder if you hear we're sick. I, I wonder. I, I mean. Uh, we already gave them a, an, an apology in advance. I don't <laughs> think it'll be that bad. <laughs> yeah so into this week's um newest entrant uh Portia's family matters I think just to open I think people like before I watched it, a lot of people were saying that Portia wasn't coming off well that everybody liked Dennis more that Portia and um Simon were lying and much with insecure like with insecure I did not get that at all. It felt like a di- I was watching a different show to everybody else. I think, yes, there is some weirdness about how they started talking, but I always knew, I knew that was going to happen going in. I knew I would look at this, I would listen to their story and go, ooh, it doesn't make sense. But if that's what y'all say happened, then I guess. You know, uh, the video of my picture, when he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It was me watching. I was like, whatever you say, girl, it don't make sense. But whatever you say. I agree. I didn't see that at all. I mean, I saw the tweets and I was like, huh, what's going on? And now when I went to watch, I was like, I just feel like the Kenya stands were out of play. Like, to hey. me, it's not making sense. <laughs> we they saw were- some outrageous things to them saying maybe Kodal wasn't the problem. And I just oh. said, if you guys hate Portia, just say that. And don't watch the show and we can keep pushing because all these things you're saying are... <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I don't think I've ever in my years thought that Mark wasn't the problem. I've always thought that Mark was the problem. Like, yes, Kenya's the way she is, but I don't think Kenya did anything to deserve the way Mark treated her. At all. Even the other one, Matt. All of them. Like, and I think that's what's crazy about, like, Stan, when it comes to Bravo, Stan, Twitter depending on which housewife they stand more, sometimes it can be, it can get excessive and out of hand. I don't think that was um, particularly a nice thing to say or put out there that, oh, maybe, because I just feel like it's very gaslighty. I mean, even without a whole, you know, women and men thing, just when something not nice happens to someone, um, I don't think it's a nice thing to particularly think, oh, maybe this person actually was the problem. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just, I don't think it's a nice time. I mean, even going back to selling something, as much as Christine is not a nice person, nobody deserves to be outright ignored and treated like they're invisible. So but I think that's where I'm coming from with Christine. Yeah. 
and if you know if you put it that way i hear it because everyone can just be civil rather than going out the way to make somebody feel like they don't exist and that being said for it to just and i even watching the episode i just don't see what could have led somebody to that conclusion that maybe cordell wasn't the problem they even showed that clip of cordell being cordell and i'm like you guys saw this and you thought maybe this man wasn't the problem this one that this very one. man no. ah you people can kill i know people who say things like that they can kill Um, I really liked episode one personally. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Simon and Ho, I think I always worried about Simon and her's chemistry that do they even have chemistry or is it just giving, I found I'm marrying my sugar daddy. And you know mm-hmm. what? I can see it. I can somewhat see that Portia likes Simon. I agree. I don't get like, oh, he's got a bag and he wants to be with me so much just bag this for the money. I don't get that at all. Um, I can also acknowledge that, you know, it's P. Willie. We go stick beside her. But the way she started talking to that man, she she was a woman of the plan. Um, I'm just going to start by saying that because, again, we've always kind of spoken about how the thing with Bravo is obviously they put these people on cast together and want us to believe that this is a group of friends just navigating their celebrity or housewife housewife girlfriend fans whatever lives in these different cities um and so our first introduction to Fallon was obviously oh Porsche's friend and that's the other thing they were using the word friend too loosely but I mean I guess it's easy now we're to gonna just... hold we're gonna hold Porsche's friend to fire <laughs> no we have to you know what I mean because y'all said that was her, friend. her as Porsche's friend so now we're gonna be like how oh, this is Porsche's friend and she was being introduced to this man and they're busy fist bumping and whatever this is her friend's husband fast forward her supposed friend is going through a divorce and she DMs the ex-husband to check on him. It's hey. not right. What, 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 what sort of friendship? Which kind of friendship is this? I don't know. So I think I can acknowledge, like you said, that it's a bit, babes. <laughs> I do think P. Willie may have had a plan there, but I don't think, I can't categorically say she just did it because she found out he was rich. Like you said, she may have seen something. I mean, Pusha once really, really loved Dennis. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, it's because of his looks. I mean, no, look, she she disregarded his looks. It's only because of his money. And like you said, you can see that the chemistry there is it's not, you may not feel like, oh my God, I'm seeing fireworks and the sexual tension is so thick, but there is something there and there is genuine feelings or care there, seemingly so. So I wasn't mad at it. I think it was a nice introduction into the what's to come. It wasn't just like, boom, you're into the thick of it. It also wasn't like an extremely slow burner. So there was something was happening all the time. Um, her mom, like, I feel also I appreciate that we were introduced to Portia's relatives slowly. Um, we know, we already know Portia's mom, we already know... Um, we know Portia's mom, we know Portia's sister. Um, the cousin is the only person I think who was new, who I didn't know before. Yeah, didn't know. I'd never mm-hmm. seen her before, but, and I appreciated that because I'm like, you're not about to throw all these people at me and expect me to remember who everybody is. That's what we're not going to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I appreciated that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next, honestly. Me too. Um like you said, you just pointed out how they're easing into it. I think you remember in our first episode, I was even saying to you that I just hope it's not a case of these 
characters that we've just never seen before and all of a sudden they're in the mix like oh this is Portia's cousin oh this is Portia's aunt or whatever because in the trailer this specific cousin wasn't a bit of a tussle um it doesn't show with who but at least now like you said we're easing into it it's not just an auntie here and uh, this person there granted in the trailer there are more relatives but like you said I think it's probably going to be gradual introductions which works better rather than it just being like and also um I can say that in the first episode um our first episode I was saying how I hope that there is still some sort of relevance to these people and so far with her cousin I think her name was Londi or something or, or I forgot and she was saying how she normally um uses her to plan a lot of her events so at least it's not like someone who just seemingly walked into Portia's life for the sake of a show because that's what I was worried about how I'm like I just hope that these people actually still somewhat were involved pre-show or it just kind of makes sense so so far so good obviously it's episode one um what do you think about everyone's opinion or belief that Porsche is actually not over Dennis because I know that was a big topic after this first episode what that Porsche isn't over Dennis yeah I think it's it's giving that there are unresolved feelings because why would you care if he brings a date to your wedding to another person like if you're marrying someone else you should be fine you should be like no you can bring whoever you want like I don't care who you bring but she's not saying that so it's to me it's implying that there's something else going on um or she just doesn't want to see him happy in her front like that like maybe he was dating someone or sleeping with someone it's like yeah but it's not in my front I'm not seeing it happen over there you know out of sight out of mind Mm. um aside from that I get why um Simon's a bit like "Mm, I don't like you know you would have those questions because you know Dennis was a huge part of her life and literally this past I don't know if it was this past season or the last one she was begging him to sorry (laughs) (laughs) she was begging him to like be a better guide to her like so Mm -hmm. it makes sense for Simon to wonder if everything there is over but at the same time I think it's a bit unfair because Mm -hmm. you are the one who proposed to this babe after how long yeah 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 so what is the truth (laughs) yeah I think it's it's quite interesting um I also saw I get I get I get what you mean like it it can come across it works both ways sometimes people say they're over their exes but fuck that man or lady respectfully or person (laughs) like no, I don't want to see you happy and flourishing in life. I want like some people are very much okay with that being their stance. Um, so that could very well be P. Willie <laughs> that she may have decided, mm, child, because she she mentioned something um where she was like, obviously, if that's someone that he is actually really, really seeing and with, then I don't mind because obviously that's somebody that's gonna be around my child. But don't just bring like somebody that that's just like a a link or whatever around pj and stuff like i think she was basically saying she would have preferred it or she wants it to be 
like a girlfriend or someone you're actually actively seeing, not just, hey girl, I got this little wedding to go, do you want to come type thing? Um, which I imagine makes sense because you don't just want people just in and out of your child's life. I think it works that way with people. I just don't know. The reason makes sense. I just don't know if she's being honest by using that as her explanation or her reasoning for not wanting Dennis to have um someone at the wedding. Date. Yeah, with someone at the wedding. Um, even when she was on this um date with Simon, and then again, Dennis is coming up. It's like it, it, it's it's not really giving. It's it, it can really look like you like you said. There's some unresolved feelings there. Um, I also feel like Dennis also confuses me <laughs> because he's one not, minute he's not over Porsche. Yeah, he's not over Porsche, but I don't think it's for the right reasons. I, I, he, he's not giving me the impression that it's because he's genuinely still in love with this lady and actually wanted to be with her because like you said a few months ago when it was on Real Houses of Atlanta she was damn near begging you to act better and do better and be a better man to her not even just like parenting because you're a great dad to PJ it's to her um, and some of it you were acting like it's a chore and also given all the stuff that's happened with the infidelity and stuff it's just not giving me, I'm not over this woman, I'm in love. It's more so she's moved on. Uh, you get what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I just, I'm not really getting the impression that this man is really hung over the fact that, you know, Portia is moved on and I really wanted to be with her still. It's not giving that. Um, we saw in the trailer when he was poking, um, you know, doing all these things and poking jabs and saying, well, we already know how stuff is never really finished with the baby daddy with baby mom whatever it's like all these little things that like you seem to be just enjoying this i just don't think this is genuinely like yo i'm still in love with this lady and it's a shame to see that she's moved on but simon's a great guy you know what i mean it's not giving any of that um so yeah unfortunately for Portia as well i think in hindsight now that we saw how those posts actually went when it was her birthday yeah now that we see how it really played out it's easy to be like Yikes, maybe this actually wasn't how she would have wanted it because we saw how she was explaining how she'd had the conversation with Simon beforehand and he still went ahead and posted what he posted despite that that's not what she wanted and then that led to obviously all the backlash and all these things. And I do think it's difficult because I get what he's trying to say and that, you know, fuck people, but like, you, I do think you do have to be mindful about who you're with. Unfortunately, we live in a time where there is bravo stand culture like reality tv stand culture and general people who are in you know social media and stuff like that who have something to say about anything and everything and unfortunately you may feel like you don't care because you're not the one getting the brunt of it as usual women tend to get more flag and obviously in this situation women will obviously have more energy for Porsche because again supposedly Fallon was your friend um, so I do think it's a little bit like a tiny bit insensitive for him to be like, I mean, I don't care. So I'm gonna do what I want. Cause that's how I feel. Cause in my opinion, if you really love and care for this person, you care about the emotional and mental well-being. you care about the fact that shame, if I do this, they're going to get this backlash. And at the end of the day, these are people that don't know your actual story. So if the two of you know that you're solid, you love each other, you're good. This is just ask that you maybe just be a little bit more mindful of what you post. I don't think it should be a big thing to respect that. Um, so I think seeing that was just like, damn, it's actually crazy how the actual situation went behind closed doors. Mm. Um, considering that obviously we all just saw the pictures and the tweets and the shade room and this, this, that, and the third. 
Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm actually quite excited to see what else comes. Well, that was pretty much it for this week. Yeah, like that might well, not it wasn't like that much that happened that we can like sit and chop into it and say our opinions. Like everything was like not objective, but it was pretty objective to be honest. Yeah, it's literally just a show opener to like ease us. Nothing into- deep, nothing. Yeah, I do think if 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 obviously with you know reality TV, things can some I mean be staged to a certain extent, um. But something that'll always be weird to me is like these shows where these people have these confessionals. Like you can see, even Lauren Singer saying, I mean, obviously my first impression of this man is that he's married. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, like wouldn't you back your sister a little bit? <laughs> something. Um, it's quite interesting for me that that would kind of be the direction. I don't know if it's done for entertainment purpose or entertainment value or what, but little things like that. I'm like, hmm. even Miss Diane, like the relationship she has with Dennis isn't a problem. I don't think she needs to she be. She loves Dennis. Oh my God. Yo, <laughs> she loves that man. And I, I don't even think she needs to be beefing her granddaughter's father. But like, she was even saying to Dennis, that's crazy. I, I, I can't believe a girl say you can't have a date. And in my head, I'm like, even if you thought that, Miss Mamas, you on TV, <laughs> you're not going to back your daughter a little bit. Or at the very least, if she had that conversation with Portia first, where she's like, ah, how come you said to Dennis that he can't have a date? Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I'll be, I'm excited to see how the rest of the show is going to go. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to come off. It's going to come off well. I think, like we said, it was the Kenya stands who were trying to make it seem like the show sucked. Oh my gosh, friend. I think we should leave it there. I think we should leave it there. Do you want to close? Okay. But yeah, if it weren't for the Kenya stands, I think other than that, it was good. I think, like you said, it's going to come off pretty well. But um, that's all for this week, I think. Um, you guys may have been able to hear we're we're done bad so <laughs> honestly like not even not even like it's literally us committing to giving you guys an episode this week and uh, i'm not sure if it comes off well that or if it comes off dry but we plan to be back better than ever next week guys we love you don't hate us we're just sick man <laughs> like really like it's it's nothing personal but uh, please be sure to oh do get yes I'll, I'll. <laughs> cut this again and cut this out because this is our lesson. <laughs> but please be sure to get in touch with us at the reality check podcast that's r-e-a-l-i-t-y-c-h-k-p-o-d on both instagram and twitter and the hashtag is the same Get in touch with us and get the conversation going about what we discussed this week and in other weeks and let us know what you want to see. Yeah, You're not going to say bye to the people. Yeah, <laughs> Each time I try to speak. Okay. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually muting myself. Like. But yeah, guys, that's it from us. Um, goodbye from Nessu. You know what? It's we all tried. love. It's all love. We're just sick. And yeah.
this is the 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 cold, the cold edition of um reality check reality ch first it's like the whiskey edition now it's the cold <laughs> edition. listen we've been through it these last 